welcome to the AFR Ratings Podcast Round 11 Wrap. My name is Pete and I go by the name of AFR Ratings Pete on Twitter. I would like to welcome in co-host Aaron Bryant. G'day Aaron. Hey Pete, how you doing? All good. You had two games to call on ABC over the weekend. So we'll start with the first one, Melbourne versus Fremantle. The wrap there. So Fremantle appeared to be the better team in what was pretty much a messy game. The Dockers were able to hold on late for the win. Yeah, it felt like neither team really kind of had like proper ascendancy throughout it, but um, while you up the Dockers, yeah, just just looked a little bit cleaner. It was almost the the battle of the Brayshaws between Angus and, and Andrew. But surprisingly, I mean, maybe not surprisingly, in the absence of Clayton Oliver, but the the Dockers had the better midfield, which um, goes to show, you know, they're building quite nicely with this young core. And I think the the story of the day was Luke Jackson that Sean Darcy goes down early against Gorn and Grundy, and you think, oh, that's that's probably going to do the game, and and he's lived up to the hype when they you know signed him over on that million dollar deal is that you know he's worth every penny Luke Jackson he, he stood up in the absence of Darcy got around the ground as well and impacted a lot of score involvements and and yeah the midfield of Sarong and Brayshaw and O'Meara to an extent as well is really starting to click you know they've won four in a row now Fremantle and I know their, their season's well and truly alive again after a really stagnant start where they just couldn't move the ball properly and and for Nam and Melbourne you, you start to wonder a bit about where they actually sit in the scheme of things because their wins haven't been over great quality sides. And you can only beat who's in front of you, but their true tests, they've failed to deliver. So it, you start to wonder if they do belong in that premiership conversation because they just haven't had a major win so far this season. Yeah, that forward line is a little bit of a question mark for me on Melbourne. Uh, it just shows you the importance of Clayton Oliver also to Melbourne as well through that midfield. Uh, but, yeah, I'll just touch on that uh, ruck situation for Fremantle. So, Sean Darcy, uh, hamstring injury, is out of that game. And Luke Jackson actually just took over the game. He was fantastic in the ruck um, and allowed Fremantle to get the, the win. Yeah, and even Josh Tracy, they only had three hit-outs in the end. But yeah. the, the secondary backup, he was certainly a good body work and, and limited the impact of Gorn and Grundy, which is the second week in a row now. Lysett did it last Friday night, and, and now Jackson and, and Tracy have gotten on top of them. So, you know, that that was the big decision by the Ds in the off-season was to bring Grundy into the fold and run with this two-headed dragon, and it's it's not really working at the moment. Um, so they're going to have to figure out uh, a lot, really. Simon Goodwin's got a lot to think about because this is a team that, on paper, you know, I think had 17 premiership players on Saturday at the MCG and, and couldn't get it done against a, a young Fremantle side. So, you know, Oliver's a big loss and how they figure out to, to fill that absence. Tom Sparrow saw plenty of the footy and had a lot of centre-bounce attendances, so he's probably the temporary solution. But, yeah, forward, it's it's not clicking. So on to a bit of a fantasy wrap here from Melbourne versus Fremantle. So 116 points from Christian Petrarca, and obviously with Oliver out of that midfield, uh, he gets to work through the midfield for Melbourne. Yeah, it was a great game, all-round performance in the end, and he's putting together a pretty nice season in the end, Petrarca. He's got a, a really high ceiling. Unfortunately, he, he does drop the odd 80-90 every now and again, but yeah, the absence of Oliver clearly worked for him, and the next couple of weeks are pretty favourable because the, the teams they're playing don't traditionally tag, so Carlton and Collingwood still to come. He should be their best player over the next few weeks before their bye, and, and then you'd expect Oliver back for round 15, so... Uh, maybe a short-term get, but, yeah, that, the hard part at the moment is that the round 14-15 buy is a hard sell. It, but plenty of coaches are going to have a lot of players in that. So um, I don't think jumping on Petrarca right now, albeit the fact that he is going to score well, is is the move. And we mentioned uh, Luke Jackson taking over from the injured Sean Darcy and 108 points from Luke Jackson there. Uh, pretty decent game. 
Yeah, I really like this one. Um, the hard part, unfortunately, is um, obviously even though Darcy's going to be out for a little while, they've got the bye this week, so it's hard to justify bringing in a player who's not playing. But, um, you know, should Darcy miss the next month, it means if you bring in someone like a Luke Jackson, then over the next three weeks, you know, he has the early bye, which a lot of players, a lot of coaches will have, you know, the ability to have someone who's not playing that week. Uh, you, you can't afford to load up on Dockers and, and Lions and Swans because you probably have a best 18 pretty comfortably. So uh, Jackson then gives you that flexibility through 13 to 15 where he's available against Richmond, the Giants and the Bombers. So three teams that he, he could score pretty well against. But he, he's not a long-term solution. My mindset now that we're at the halfway point of the season is to start finishing your team, to, to start getting in the set and forgets and... And Jackson, albeit, you know, again, like Petrarca, he's going to score well over the next few weeks, but is he going to be there at the end of the season for you? Probably not. Let's move on to the game you just called just now as we record this podcast. So that was Adelaide versus Brisbane at the Adelaide Oval. Uh, Brisbane completely dominated the inside 50s uh, in two facets of the game, So, but missed opportunities and ultimately cost him in the end with Adelaide finishing the stronger team. Yeah, certainly a funny old game. It, it, it did feel like, Brisbane were better in the middle and as a result did dominate that inside 50 count but their deliveries and their efficiency inside was incredibly poor like they, they just kept bombing it high and, and I get they have a tall forward line of you know Hipwood and Danaher and, and Gunston to an extent as well but it just didn't work like Hipwood finished with three touches and a behind Gunston ended up being subbed out with two behinds they just need to lower the eyes a little bit, which is odd because they, they do have this really elite midfield that can be composed. But Adelaide is a very high-pressure brand of team, so they were just better at the other end. When they got on the counter, that speed and efficiency we've seen across the year delivered. They've, they've got one of the best forward six in the competition right now, the Crows, and at home they score so comfortably. So nearly again cracking the ton. They average 100 here at the Oval this year, so... Um, they're going to be tough to beat at home. On the road, they're a completely different side, almost Jekyll yeah. and Hyde, and, and I, I have a feeling they may lose to the Suns in Darwin next week or this weekend because um, they don't travel well, Adelaide. But they should be around the mark by the end of the year. So Adelaide do possess quite a few uh, players that can finish in front of goal, which is absolutely critical in the modern game. So we're talking about uh, Taylor Walker, Isaac Rankin and Joshua Shelley. Yeah, plagued them in the first few rounds when they were really inaccurate, but they're, they're starting to get into gear. And Rochelle's goal was was absolutely magnificent. It's going to be one of the goal of the year contenders. Probably not as good as the Ashcroft one, if I'm from a personal opinion, but it was very tight angle, tumbling ball. He loves the celebration. He, he's got the Rocky song whenever he kicks a goal. This time it was the Mbappe celebration, and um, he just fires up the crowd. He's this little pocket rocket. Josh Rochelle, and then on top of that, Rankin, you know, has been one of the recruits of the year. He, he's kicked a goal every game, and not only that, he's finding plenty of his own footy. Taylor Walker's winding back the clock and will certainly play next year as well, and Riley Thilthorpe's starting to build some confidence. So that six is is just so solid, and we saw that last week against uh, the Dogs in Ballarat when Himmelberg and Gallant played. They were a totally different beast. They just didn't impact at all. But when you've got those key six playing... Um, yeah, they're, they're certainly one of the better forward lines in the competition. Uh, we touched on the list build for Port Adelaide last week, which we were both positive on. So just want to touch on three examples here uh, for Adelaide. So uh, they specifically target uh, Joshua Shelley in the draft to get him in, 
And then obviously it's Jordan Dawson, a specific trade target to get him in the door, becomes captain, and obviously he's turned into an elite player. And then last uh, off-season, obviously, Isaac Rankin comes in. So specific trades and targeting uh, elite game-breakers uh, is a big difference-maker for Adelaide right now. Yeah, they're, they're drafting local talent to retain them, and then they're targeting free agency with a, a lot of bravery. And they're, and they're very confident they'll get another big free agent in the off-season. Jack Graham and, and Mason Redman are on their radar. They reckon they'll get one of them, and it sounds like Graham could be the front-runner. So... Um, yeah, they're just building nicely. They keep adding these pieces to this young side. And, you know, if, if they're not playing finals football this year, they, they certainly should be next year. On to fantasy rep from Adelaide versus Brisbane there. So 131 points from Jordan Dawson. And might as well wrap up where we led here as 130 points there as well. Uh, just completely dominated through that midfield and obviously a high scoring rate there as well. Yeah, the dynamic duo, those two, and um, yeah, Rory Laird's back to his best now. After that really slow start, um, I guess in sync with the Crows as well, they were finding their feet and, and building that chemistry. He and Dawson now are collectively racking it up. I think Dawson's had seven tons in the last eight games, and Rory Laird's on a hot streak. I think he's had seven straight. So um, yeah, he, he's your set-and-forget guy, and um, he was probably the one to side-swap Oliver to this week. I ended up going butters at the last minute um, purely to save some cash for the buys because Seamus Mitchell now needs to be traded. But, um, yeah, Rory Laird was probably the go. He's he's going to be M1, M2 now. Um, you know, he's, he's and, and the key, as we've touched on a few times, which is a little bit volatile, is his tackling at 16 tonight um, and plenty of the footy as well. So, yeah, he's 29. He, he mentioned to us in the post game that he's starting to feel it a little bit in his body and he's getting to the back end. But um, he's still an absolute bull. And, yeah, Rory Laird, Jordan Dawson, you're set and forgets, kind of M1, D1, like, they're, they're just pure midfielders right now and, and finding a lot of the footy. On to round 11 fantasy wrap. So just a handful of players for this week. So 165 from James Sisley. As we speak at the moment, he is suspended for his next game. So uh, for owners there, that's, that's quite a critical move, especially after a strong scoring game. And he absolutely dominated that game against the Kilda. And defenders against the Saints have been racking it up all year. But you know, a stack of intercept um, positions are marked there as well. Yeah, a little heartbreaking in a way. You get a 165 and then, you know, it probably helps you win your matchup this week and he's probably not going to be there next week. So, I mean, the, the vision's pretty damning. I, I think he'd be lucky that he got the one week and take that. But he's putting together some nice scores. So like, he's the most volatile defender in the league. <laughs> At times he can be completely abysmal and other times he's the best defender in the game. And 165, 125, 103 in his last three contests is great. He's still quite affordable. You know, I mean, the... The 165 will make it hard to get him. Um, he's, he's low 800, so he probably jumps up to you know 8450. The other hard part is if he's missing round 12, he's then got the buy in 14. So you're basically bringing in a guy to play one of the next three. So maybe you target after the buy around 15 when they have the Suns, but even by that point, because of his break even, he's probably going to be 900k. So uh, I think Sicily is probably going to be a hard to get player right now, considering the circumstances. Uh, next one here, so Tom Stewart, 121 points. So a uh, stack of games to finish up at home at GMHBA Stadium for Tom Stewart. And obviously that narrow ground uh, sort of funnels a lot of ball into his area. So he can put up some pretty decent scores at his home ground. Uh, solid score on the weekend. 
Yeah, I really liked his performance. Uh, he's still very much affordable, and he's got the favourable buy, which is round 13. So, um, you know, that, that's one of those weeks where I think it's just them and the Suns that are on the buy. So you can afford to bring him into your team and have the luxury of having him around 14 and 15. So, yeah, Tom Stewart, um, I mean, I, I got him in around round five, I reckon, when he bottomed out in the, the low 700s. And um, he's kind of gone up and down since then with his, his break-even and his price range. But he's, he's still a consistent defender where you're getting 80-plus a week. And, you know, you take that 100% because your ceiling is just so high. So, um, yeah, I, I'd recommend getting him in if you can. Uh, maybe even an upgrade from Seamus Mitchell to Tom Stewart could be the go this week. And next one here is Matt Real, 124 points from him. So in Darwin, obviously a lot of contested ball, and that's right into his wheelhouse. So a strong game for Matt Real on the weekend. Yeah, the next thing we need to see is just consistency. Like, he, he has some absolutely unbelievable games, and then other times he's he's almost there, but just not quite. Um, and then the absence of Tuke Miller, obviously, is having a, more of a chance to shine. It, it sounds like Tuke wants to target about a month before finals, so... Yep. He could be back sooner than expected, but obviously there's still a fair bit of time for Rao to make some money. He's still very affordable. He'll be around, you know, 840, 850. So he could be that stepping stone to a premium player um, if you can't really afford to, to get to the top tier. I mean, a lot of people will be looking at Fiorini and what to do with him, and if you can get the cash to go Fiorini to Rao, it's, it's not a bad shout. Um, they're back in Darwin again this weekend against the Crows, so it's again going to be... You know, Dewey, high tackling, contested footy, which Rao yep. loves. You know, he's yep. a high tackle player. So I, I fully expect him to get another ton on the weekend. Again, favourable by round 13 with, with Geelong and, and the Suns. So I don't mind him as a shout. You've just got to be prepared that um, he's a bit all over the shot with his scoring. Yeah. And the last one we'll do here again, Tim Taranto, he was outstanding today. Like, oh, it's fantastic. So... Port Adelaide get the win, but Taranto was awesome. Uh, added quite a few goals there as well. 145 points from him, and he's just been a smash play all year. Yeah, the final player in the ton run. And, um, you know, he's just getting so hard to afford now. He, he made his break even with the 145, so he's pushing, you know, one, 103 mil maybe. But, um, yeah, he was, I, I wanted to captain him. Um, I VC'd Brayshaw and, and didn't really like that and ended up taking butters because... Port Adelaide traditionally restrict scoring from midfielders, and I thought, oh, Taranto with Hopper out, maybe Copper drew attention, and, and it'll probably restrict him, and, and this may be the end of the ton run. But polar opposite, you know, he floated forward and, and dominated with four goals. So um, he's so versatile. I can't believe that there's people in the industry that don't rate him. Um, you know, he's worth two first round picks. He's a 25 year old who's is the best player at the Tigers. He's probably going to win the best and fairest. Um, and from a fantasy perspective, like, yeah, he's just so reliable to the point now where you look at the, the run ahead, you know, the Giants, the Dockers and the Saints before they buy, you know, he, he's a good captain, like a set and forget captain now. He, he's just so reliable. Um, I don't know off the top of my head if he's a good VC option based on the fixtures coming up and where they land, but, um, yeah, you, you've just got to have him. And, and unfortunately now, if you don't, it's, it's, he's going to be way too hard to get because he's, he's over a mil now and you've just got to wait for something to go wrong. But, um, yeah, he, he's the guy I'll be putting the C on the next few weeks unless I get a good loophole score. Well, Aaron, you did a couple of games on the weekend. So how does your week uh, look upcoming? Uh, I've got Port Adelaide and Hawthorne on Saturday, which doesn't sound great on paper. The power obviously chasing nine wins in a row and then Hawthorne. Uh, supposed to be a bottom four team, but obviously they've got a bit of momentum after the win over the Saints, so they'll roll into town and we'll see what they can deliver at the Adelaide Oval. But 
Uh, I'm really excited to see kind of how far the Port Mids can go with this. Like Butters and Rosie should have an absolute field day. At times, Nash can be a little bit of a tagger for the Hawks, so we'll see if he runs with anyone. But this has all the makings of a Port Adelaide blowout um, as they continue to surge towards the top two in, in September action. And, of course, you can catch uh, Aaron at Aaron Bryans on Twitter as well. You can catch me at AFR Ratings Pete on Twitter there as well, afrratings.com.au. For a stack of fantasy content, obviously, this week and all weeks across the season, uh, AFR Ratings Twitter accounts there as well. Well, Aaron, enjoy your week of preparing for uh, the next round of fantasy. Have a great week of preparing. Thanks, mate. Enjoy the buys. Lots of trades to use. It'll be good fun. Absolutely.